what point in your life did you stop dreaming? Are you living the life you had imagined whilst growing up? Has life become a daily task that yields no significant difference when completed? Welcome to season two, episode 15 of our podcast series. The podcast that inspires and educates through the sharing of real life experiences with me today is Tony Kitchens. Tony is an author, entrepreneur, and a philanthropist. Today, he'll be sharing with us how to shift our perspective on fear and pain to allow us to live the lives we have always dreamt of. Hello, Tony, and welcome Hello, to the podcast with Sheila. Hello, Sheila. Thank you for having me, and I'm glad to be here with all of your listeners. I really appreciate the opportunity. It's a pleasure to have you. How can one overcome fear, move out of your comfort zone, and make a difference in the world? Fear is a thought that most people have in their head. Mm-hmm. And when that thought that's in your head starts to affect the way you act, that's when fear gets out of control. All of us are going to have thoughts of, oh my goodness, what happens if this happens? What am I going to do if that happens? Fear hardly ever pans out to be real. If you look back in your life, the things that you were afraid of the most probably never came true to the magnitude that you thought that they were going to come out to be. When little kids learn how to ride, ride bikes, for example, we, they feel like they're going to fall and break every bone in their body, right? Yeah. They have yeah. that fear. In reality, they start pedaling. And what do you see? Instant joy, instant surprise, instant happiness, because reality is showing them that they are riding a bike. Fear told them before they even started, something bad can happen to you. But when they just pushed that pedal for the first time and took action and decided that, okay, I hear the fear, but let me try it anyway. The joy that came from that, they never looked back. We all have that. Fear, fear is good in certain environments. Fear is good. If you're standing on the side of a, of a mountain, that tingly feeling you have in your stomach mm-hmm. is telling mm-hmm. you you're a little bit too close. That's a good feeling. Mm-hmm. That's a great feeling. Fear that if you want to go out tomorrow, you want to start learning a different skill. What if you fail? That's not fear. That's not the type of of feeling that you want to keep allowing in your head. Again, all of us have it. There are thoughts that pop in my head and, and I've learned over the years that the negative thoughts that would come into my head they don't last long unless I entertain them. Yeah. And what I do is, is when I when I have a fearful thought, one of the first things I think is I look back and think of all the times in the past that I had a fear of something going wrong and it never happened. Yeah. And I say to myself, this is probably another time that that worst case scenario that I was thinking about, it just won't happen. The other thing that fear does is it paralyzes us. And fear and dreaming go hand in hand. They're they're polar opposites. But what happens is when you have a fear that some, a fear is almost like a person is trying to predict negative things that are gonna happen in their future. And what that does is it shuts down their mind from wanting to dream about 
the good things that could happen. Yeah. When you shut down that mechanism inside of your mind and inside of your body, and you're constantly thinking about the worst things that can happen, you won't try anything new. I remember the first time where we decided we were going to fly to Africa when my son was just born. He was about a year old. And we said, okay, when he gets old enough to be able to endure that long flight, which from, from Puerto Rico is mm -hmm. almost 22, 23 hours, right? It's a yeah. long time. Wow, wow, wow. And it wasn't that I was afraid of the flight. I love to fly, but it was the thought that, oh my goodness, being in an airplane or several airplanes for that long, I wanted to push it off as far into the future as I could. And I just remember the first flight, you know, getting to the airport, and I thought to myself, oh, we got two flights and that's about 19 hours in the air. And it wasn't fear, it was just, wow, that's a lot. But here's the thing, Sheila, the reward that you receive when you move past that fear. Yeah. And when you move past this notion that this thing is going to end up a certain way and it's going to be a bumpy flight for 19 hours, it was one of the smoothest flights we had ever taken in our lives. The experience of being there in the motherland and the wonderful people that we saw, I don't even think about that flight. And the first thing you think is, why did you even think that that was going to be a rough flight? It's the same thing that we do in life. If I start a business, it may fail. Sure, it may fail. There's a, there's a good possibility that it will fail, but there's an even greater possibility that it will succeed. Yeah. So when you talk about dreaming, here's the reality. We manifest whatever we focus on. Here's a question that I asked myself, Sheila, when I was going through closing the business that ties into dreaming and manifestation and fear. I remember maybe a year before that, 2018 maybe, I remember being on the expressway driving with my wife and I was just thinking, I will be glad when I don't have these responsibilities that I have for the company. You and I, Sheila, I know that we're both people, positive people, faithful people. And every now and then I wonder, did I manifest my business closing? Because what I was really saying to myself is, I don't want this responsibility. And here's the oh. thing that I think everybody has to use this example. Yeah. I got exactly, Sheila, what, what I, you were professing. I got it. I got exactly. I don't have the company anymore. I don't have those responsibilities. Yeah. It was a train wreck to get there. <laughs> The process was so devastating and dramatic and tragic, however, but I got exactly, I'm in the place today, Sheila, exactly where three years ago, I said to myself, I wanted to be, I didn't want those responsibilities. And I asked myself every now and then, did I manifest my business being closed? Did God hear me and say, I'm gonna okay. give you exactly what you asked for? You're not going to like the way it happens, but you're going to get exactly what you asked for. Even during the tough times, Sheila, we have to dream. When you give up on your dreams, the dreams that you had as a child and the dreams that you've established as an adult, when you give up on those dreams, what you're really doing is saying to yourself, there is no hope. And when we feel like there is no hope, that slow process of dying kicks in yeah. because you have nothing to live for. 
your body starts to diminish, your mind starts to diminish. When you have hope and when you have a dream, no matter how crazy it sounds, you have an energy level. All the organs in your body- Respond to are, it. Yes, and, and, and that adrenaline that you're gonna have, the positive energy you're gonna have, because you say, you know what, I'm gonna do such and such, whatever that is. is. And the crazier that it sounds to you, the better it is for you, the better it is. You have to dream, but you have big. to dream big. You have to dream big. And you will be surprised. Your listeners will be surprised. Do this. Try this today or try this tonight when you listen to the podcast, you listen to Sheila, and, and you're thinking about your current circumstances. Life is hard. I don't have a job. My spouse left me. The kids are acting up. The economy is bad. I can't travel. I don't have, I don't have, I don't have. Just sit down, quietly think for a minute. What is it that I really want to do? Anything. Do I want to travel? Do I want to start a business? What do I want to do? Just anything, crazy, anything. And don't think about how you're going to accomplish that. Just think about what you want to do. Do you want to start writing a book? Do you want to start a podcast? And don't think about, I don't have a microphone or nobody's going to listen to me. Listen. Because that's that fear, that primal fear that we're, we're, we're supposed to have that, but you just don't want that to control you. Fear is just a guardrail. But many people take that guardrail and they make it a, 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 an obstacle instead. So dream tonight, dream today, and just think, you know, I'm going to do ABC, whatever that is. For me, I love to travel. And when I didn't have a dime to my name, I dreamed Sheila so much. I had so many positive thoughts of all the things that I want to do, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And it gave me hope. And again, that hope will pro propel you to see that it's going to end. This situation is not going to last forever. So whatever situation your listeners are in today, trust me, I guarantee you, Sheila, if we do a follow-up in a year, and if the, if the listeners are honest, which I know they are, they'll say, this is what I felt in June or July of 2021, listening to the podcast. I felt like there was no hope. In June 2022, I'm happy to report that I did this. I did that. I moved past fear. I moved past the, the, any thoughts that I couldn't do something. And look what I did in that short period of time. It's because they were able to dream. Dreaming is so powerful because dreaming will take your fear and it will make your fear quiet. And here's the thing, Sheila, when you start moving, when you start taking actions in spite of the thoughts, in spite of the fear, guess what happens? Your body takes over and it won't allow fear to, to sit there and to hold you back. Then your mind will start going from, I'm afraid to, oh my goodness, I need to do these things because the body is moving now. And the body is saying, we're going after this. And the mind has to say, now, what do I need to do to prepare to accomplish the things that now the body is, is saying that we're going to go do? And it's, you're not going to have time to be fearful. You're just not going to have time. I've, I've you know, I've dealt with one of the biggest failures in my business. And when I say failures, I, I willingly closed the company 
but in my case, I went from from a very very high performing company to a company that's 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 no longer around. If you would have told me a couple of years before that I would be able to endure that pain and the fear that was associated with that going away outside of my control, I would have I would have said it's physically impossible. But knowing now on the other side that as bleak as things look in our current circumstances, you'll get through it. I know you will. 100% you'll get through it. And the thing you just have to remember is that you are here for a reason. You're alive for a reason. You're alive for a reason. And I'm not saying you have to go on this, this great journey to find out what that reason is. The point I'm trying to make is, is that there's a purpose for you to be here. And maybe that job that you lost, that wasn't contributing to your purpose. Maybe that was really a distraction from what you really should be doing or what you really want to do. Sheila, I know you know there are people right now that are working in certain jobs who are miserable. Yeah. They can pay bills. They yeah. go to work every day. They yeah. are miserable. Why is it? Because they're doing a job that they don't want to do. It's just paying the bills. And if you ask them, what is it that you really love? I want to sing. Well, why aren't you singing? Well, people may look at me like I'm crazy because how can I quit my job, my good paying job and go sing? How can you do it? Because if you do what's important to you, it doesn't matter what other people think. Exactly. It does not matter. Exactly. Exactly. Wow. There are a lot of things you have said that makes too much sense. You know, but I'm looking at time and I can't ask more questions. So I'm going to leave it there. Maybe some other time we'll revisit this. And there are other questions here that I wanted to ask you, but as you were talking, you have answered all of them. So I think the last thing that you said a lot about it, but I still want to ask you just because I want to place emphasis on this. And that is, let's talk to somebody going through the toughest moment of their life currently. They are thinking, they are having suicidal thoughts. What can we say to this person to bring them out of that the face they are in so that they don't harm themselves I'll, I'll share this story it's a very personal story but i think it's going to get to the heart of i think it's the best way for me to answer because everyone's circumstances are different different yeah and what will work for one person probably yeah. won't for another so i don't want to deal with the mechanics of trying okay. to say what people should do I think you and I have enough experience to know that it yeah. probably won't work. Yeah. But here's a, here's a very short story that I'll tell you. In, in 2015, I was in Chicago. My mom had been diagnosed a couple of years before with terminal cancer, stage four cancer. Oh. Yep. And I remember she couldn't travel anymore. She was with me in November of 2014. She was here. She was supposed to move in with us, but she was here visiting. She couldn't fly back down for Christmas. She wanted to. In Christmas of, of, of 2014, we decided to surprise her. So we flew to Chicago. Uh, my cousins were there from Atlanta. We flew in and I didn't even recognize her, Sheila. It was, it was like night and day. She lost so much weight in a month. I, I literally didn't recognize her when I, when I walked into her apartment. The, we stayed there for about a week, flew back home to Puerto Rico. 
And when I landed in Puerto Rico, I remember on the ride home, it was about 45 minute ride from the airport to our house. We got home, my wife, my son and myself, and my phone rang and it was my older sister. And I was excited because that morning when we left Chicago, my mom had her checkup with the doctor and I was excited to hear the report. You know, I wanted to hear some good news. And the doctor um, told my mom and my sister that she had 24 hours to live, that that was it. And I just remember how the world just came to a screeching halt. I just remember, I just got as low as I could to the ground. I just laid down on, on a couch that was outside. I just laid there. I just wanted to be as close to the ground as I could. It was a very humbling moment. Life stood still. The person who, you, who gave you life. Life, yeah. Somebody is saying that they're not going to be here in 24 hours. We live on an island. There's no way in the world that I could get back to her within 24 hours. Yeah. This is physically impossible. The planes yeah. only land here once a day. My wife had to take the uh, responsibility of trying to find me a flight the next day because I was just, I, I was, it was a, it was a very sur surreal time very surreal this nothing made sense and it felt like i was looking through glasses that were very narrow when i can only see straight in front i didn't have any peripheral vision it was a very uh, it was a very surreal it was like i had tunnel vision people describe tunnel vision that's what it was like yeah. got got a flight the next day i told my family that were there, my sisters, I said, if anything happens to mom, don't call me. I said, good or bad. I don't, I don't want to get off the plane, turn my phone on, and there was a voicemail message or a text. I said, just don't call me, don't text me anything. I just go straight to the hospital. Got to the hospital. It was the longest walk I've ever had. Getting, you know, inside of the building, got it to my mom's room. A bunch of family members were there. They saw me. And I'm a mama's boy. That's that's just yeah. who I am. Yeah. And I remember they they saw me as I walked in the door. Everybody's head dropped. I couldn't see my mom. Everybody's head dropped, and they didn't want to make eye contact with me. So I walked in, and I purposely just greeted everybody before looking toward my mom. I can see her room. I mean, her bed off to the right side of the room, the the foot of the bed. And I greeted everybody. Then I turned toward my mom. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't have an expectation. And she was smiling at me. She was alive. The best thing ever. Fast forward. The doctor said, don't get too excited. Her kidneys have shut down. We don't expect her to live another 24 hours. She, left, she lived another three weeks, Sheila. And here's the story that I think to draw a, a, a line back to your question. Yeah. Those three weeks, Sheila, my mom knew that she was going to die any day, any minute, any hour. She knew that. She knew that this was the end of her life. She didn't cry. She didn't complain. She didn't say, why me? She didn't look at her circumstances and feel sorry for herself. 
None of that. Not one time. She had her Bible. She read her Bible. We were able to laugh. We talked. We sat in her bed and we talked. And it was probably the best spiritual experience I've ever had in life. And during those three weeks, she didn't talk about paying bills. She didn't talk about a career. She didn't talk about a house. She didn't talk about a car. She didn't talk about going shopping. She didn't talk about the money she had or didn't have. None of that. Not one time. We sat there in her bed, as my sisters did, my nephews, and we just talked about family. We talked about the things that mattered. And when she passed, it was very quiet. I was holding her hand when she died. And even during that time, she I thank God for that experience. Because what I learned from that experience, what, what was solidified in my mind and in my body was to have faith. It's the faith that this lady had when the world told her that she wasn't going to be alive for 24 hours. And what she proved to us was that it doesn't matter what somebody else thinks. It doesn't matter. So when your listeners are out of work, when your listeners don't have enough money to do some of the things that they were able to do before Corona, or when your listeners don't see a way in the future, just think about the fact that here my mom is in her last days, her last weeks, her last minutes, her last hours. None of the things that most of the people I know care about, it doesn't really matter. It doesn't. Those things are so inconsequential to your life, Sheila, to my life and to your listeners' lives. You're going to find another job. You're going to be able to buy more food. You're going to be able to buy more clothes. Your car is not working. You'll get another car. It'll be fixed. These are all very temporary circumstances when you look at them from an overall, a bigger picture standpoint. And when it's time for us to, to go, to leave this world, none of those things are going to matter. So if they don't matter then, do they really, really, really matter today? That's really the question that, that it can get answered when you have that perspective. So the thing that I learned from that experience with my mom, which prepared me for my business closing and everything that followed, I just kept thinking, if I can sit there and hold my mom's hand as she passes, what else? Is a business closing really that big of a deal, right? Is it that big of a deal that I can't pay for some of the things that I was able to pay for before? It doesn't stop you. So your, your, your listeners, this is not the end of the road. If you have breath and if the sun rises tomorrow, you have an empty sheet of paper that you can draw on. And the beauty is you can draw anything you want on that sheet of paper. That's the world that we live in. 
You can draw anything you want in that sheet of paper. And the reality is, the other reality is, is you can really make it happen. So every day that you have breath, every day that the sun comes up, is a brand new opportunity for you to be the best person that you can be, for you to go out here and say enough of this self-loathing, enough of people telling me that I can't do X or me telling myself that I can't do this or this fear that I have, enough of that. Shut all of that out. Find out what you really, really want to do, what you really love and forget about what anybody else thinks and go do it. Just go do it. My mom didn't have that next day. She didn't have it. But when she was here, I'm telling you her last days, she didn't care about the problems that you and I may feel are problems. Again, life reigns on the just and the unjust. Yeah. Life happens, it happens no matter how spiritual we are, no matter how good of employees or employers we are, you're gonna deal with bad situations. But if you understand that not everything is your fault, then you'll also realize that it's gonna pass. Okay. So, so I want your listeners to really understand that wherever you are today, whatever situation you, you, you find yourself in, tomorrow is a new opportunity for you to change that. Don't depend on other people. Go out, decide what you want to do, take some time to figure out what you want to do. And what you'll realize, Sheila, is things will, opportunities will start to come your way. They will start, doors will open that you never thought would open before when you start to do the things that you really want to do, when you start to really believe that you can do it. So I hope that that helps the listeners with dealing with current circumstances and knowing that they are temporary. They really are. Wow, wow, wow. I'm really, really inspired by this podcast. And I believe that everyone who will be listening to us will also be inspired um, by the podcast. So where can our listeners connect with you, Tony? Sure, thank you for that, Sheila. They can reach me at on my website. It's www.tonyrkitchens.com. That's tonyrkitchens.com. And I have different ways that we can connect. I think the important thing, Sheila, is to know that for you and I to be here to talk about our stories and the stories that you told, that none of us are alone. And connect with us, connect with you, connect with me. There, We have so much to share and so much to give other people. So I'm looking forward to, to hearing from your listeners for sure. And I love the opportunity to be able to talk to you with your amazing story. I really appreciate it. It's a pleasure having you. Um, over, over the week, I read something on Facebook that one of the ladies, I think the first lady who came on this podcast as a guest had written and she said, the story is yours, the experience is yours, but somebody needs to hear it to make their lives better. And I was really touched by it. I think I had put in a few words there to say that I was very, very tight by that message. So I'm excited that you were able to make it for today's episode. And I'm glad that we were able to share the, the stories we shared today. If for nothing at all, I remember that change is constant, that nothing lasts forever. Yeah. 
So I'm going to take that with me. I'll say massive thank you very much, and Tony, for coming on podcast with Sheila. Thank you, Sheila. You're wonderful. Keep up the good work. And let's do a follow-up in a year. I, I think both of us will be so surprised, pleasantly surprised, at the progress that your listeners have made because of all of the stories that you've told on all of your different podcasts. So that would be a great experience. Great, great. I believe that. Great, great. So I'd like to say um, thank you very much for listening. If you've been listening in, this is season two, episode 15 of our podcast series, where we've been bringing your way seasoned guests with inspiring real life stories to share with us. Don't miss out on all these lovely experiences. Subscribe and be notified when a new podcast is released. We have a video presentation of this episode on our YouTube channel. Just search for Podcast with Sheila on YouTube and you'll find us. Until we meet again in a fortnight, have a brilliant week.